0: And where we're going Thanks for meeting us in the middle Father our whole life Is yours We give you it all And we surrender to your will Father thank you for being with us This morning Thank you for your presence In this place and, Father, we anticipate what you have for us this morning. Oh, God, continue to fill us to overflowing. Let us experience your grace, your love, your sovereignty, and your mercy. And, Father, we ask that you would usher in your angels and your spirit to be with us this morning. Father, we just don't want to be a church church. We want to be the church. We want to be the called-out assembly. So, Father, we ask that you'll use us today. Use each and every person. Minister to our hearts. Open up our minds. Allow all the noise and distractions to become silent. And teach us, Father, what you would have for us today. In your holy name we pray. In Jesus' holy name and all God's people said, amen. Roads of passion, Saul's journey to Damascus, was met with confrontation, was met with change and challenge, and it is a journey we too need to face as Christians. If you will, you can follow in your Bibles, your electronic device, or follow us with on the screens, but we'll be reading out of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 22. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, because I believe that here at New Hope, we have stories of hope. We can either come to church and listen to the boring pastor and just be hearers of the word, or you can come to church and be doers of the word. That's the choice you have to make, but it's up to you this morning. Because we've come here today, for there are many that are on vacation this week. It's June. We've made it to June. And they're on a journey. They're on a special journey. And my granddaughter, she's just grinning like crazy because she hears her papa up here talking. That's what it is. She knows the word when she hears the word. Amen. And so this morning, no matter where you're at in your journey, I'm going to, I hope that As we conclude with the message that you will be challenged, that things in your life you'll say, you know what, maybe I'll be confronted with them. And by the end of today's message, my prayer is that you will be changed. Isn't that what it's all about? Just taking the message and then applying it and being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. So here's what it reads in Acts chapter 9. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way. Now listen, I love this. Didn't see this before till last night as I was studying. Thought it was very interesting. Found any who were of the way. Circle it. Highlight it. Because you'll start to see how he is now preaching the gospel of the good news Maybe our church should have been called the way Because you know what church i'm going to tell you something you might be shocked over Because you probably haven't heard it at new hope before just kidding It's one of my favorite verses of all times and John, it says that Jesus Christ, he is the? Faith. He is the? Truth. And he is the? Life. That was pretty good. <laughs> Did you get that? He is the way. So, look at the correlation. And so here's Saul. He's going, wait a minute. I'm going after the people that are part of the? Way Maybe that should have been today's message the way The reason why i'm repeating that is because I hope that you can maybe examine your own heart and your own life and say I wonder if i'm of the way I wonder if i'm about jesus all the time. I wonder if i'm for jesus Just a thought So then here we continue whether men or women He might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Not one, not two, but three. Hmm. Hmm. Does anybody know what the number three stands for? What is it? The Trinity. And he's all about numbers in the Bible as well. He completes things. We know he goes through the number seven. But not only that, did Jesus, was he raised on day number one? Did he rise from the grave on day number two? He rose on day number three. Interesting. It's amazing how when we walk with Jesus, all of the correlations, he wants us to experience the life in Christ, right? So it says, and he was three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named, who? Ananias. Everybody should name their child that and to him the Lord said in a vision Ananias and he said here I am Lord So the Lord said to him arise and go to the street called straight and inquire at the house of Judas For one called Saul of Tarsus for behold He is praying and in a vision He has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight So Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him He said brother Saul the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized Interesting when you're born again, you get saved you old things should be what? Passed away, they should be buried. They should be in your past. Behold, all things, become new. Then we go right into baptism. You see it throughout all of Scripture, and then remember. Remember, let me spit that out there. You know, you're buried in the likeness of His death, raised in the likeness of His resurrection, to walk in the newness of life. What a what a reflection, yet a moment of remembrance. As He said, He then immediately went into Being baptized and so he was doing what he was showing obedience and moving forward for the cause of christ So when he had received food, he was strengthened then saul spent some days with the disciples as at damascus Immediately he preached the christ in the synagogues that he is the son of god Then all who were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. That this Jesus is the Christ. For the last few weeks, we've been taking a look at the roads of passion surrounding the events taking place prior to and following the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yet while studying, I found that in every sense of the word, these roads that we've been traveling on are characterized by passion. The Jerusalem road, the Emmaus road, the narrow road have all shown the passion of The passion from and the passion for Jesus Christ. His passion for the lost, for the world, separated from God. His passion for those who follow him and likewise those who are passionate for him. All of these roads lead to one person. They all lead to Jesus. The final road we will be looking at in in this series today is the Damascus Road. This road also leads to Jesus, and this road also is a road of passion. Although as we begin, it seems that the traveler on this road seems to have had a passion for the wrong thing. Saul of Tarsus, a Jew, a Jew among Jews. Born into the tribe of Benjamin, blameless according to the law, and is a Pharisee with great zeal for tradition, having sat under the wisdom and teaching of Gamaliel, which is found in Acts chapter 22. That's another name. I I say this all the time. I'm so glad that they changed names to like Ananias and Sapphira and Gamaliel to like Todd, Ben, Bob, Paul. See, that's just so much easier, isn't it? Uh, Joe, you know, just makes it more simple. I mean, that's just kind of how I, I look at it. But they made it. So I should start coming up with like a, instead of Gamalil, we'll just call him. What's up, Gam? <laughs> that's that's maybe, maybe it'll be a little bit more simple for us as we, we move forward. I, I find sometimes, though, when I do make little, little things like that in my own mind, Then I make them cartoon characters and I don't even want to go down that road right now But anyhow, it helps me remember stories, you know, okay. You asked me so I will tell you So oftentimes I do this. Here's a little secret uh, that I don't share very often But people in scripture and in life become bobbleheads Yep, bobbleheads. Do you know what a bobblehead is? You're right cj where your head gets real big and they bobble You know, so if you have a bobblehead connect collection I'm very proud of you. I'll be over Invite me for dinner so I can see your bobblehead collection. But anyhow, with Gam, we'll go ahead and we'll put a baseball cap on him and we'll make him look like he was like the coach of the team, right? Since he was a teacher and and, uh, was so instrumental in Saul's life, right? All right, okay, we'll get back into the message here. So anyhow, even though Gam was one of the the, uh, greatest teachers among the Pharisees, Saul was quickly advancing through the ranks in file of his own. Ahead above all the others. Okay, I figured you'd appreciate it. All right, back to the message again. I'm a, just wait, I'm just getting started, I think. I'm feeling it, right? So in the Acts chapter 7, we find this man, Saul, filled with bitterness and hatred. Breathing threats of death to those who followed a man called Jesus. He was a man with a mission. Not of mercy, but of punishment and of pain. Here was a man who was passionate in his own way. But definitely not for the followers of the way crowd. Not of those of the followers of the way. Definitely not for the followers of Jesus Christ. With permission in hand, he was ready to confront and rid Israel of those who were of the way. With this in mind, and willing to change, and his heart filled with the challenge set before him. Saul stepped foot onto the Damascus road. Little did he know that on this day, he would not confront but be confronted. He would not change others but be changed himself. He would not challenge those of the way, but the way would challenge him. The Damascus Road is one of confrontation. The Damascus Road is one of change. And the Damascus Road is one of challenge. That's the Damascus Road. Point number one. A road of confrontation. Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 5 says this. He talks about I am Jesus. It says this in verse 1 Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. He went to the disciples, he went to the high priest, there we go, and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found anyone who was of the way, or were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. I'm going to go through some of the scriptures again, but I just want to highlight some things for you as he journeyed. He came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus. I am. Pause for just a minute. Right there we start to see Yahweh. We start to identify with the great I Am. We start to see Jehovah. We start to see the characteristic and the personality of Christ. Because in the scriptures, I Am is throughout all of scriptures. Where he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, I am the true vine. So we see there what it's saying. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And it's hard for you to kick against the goats. It's hard for you to kick against the stone. So here we are. The great I am. The God who provides traveling from Jerusalem to Damascus only intensified the situation Saul with determination in his eyes set off for Damascus No matter what stood in his way, he would confront and either convert or convict A face-to-face confrontation was about to happen A face-to-face confrontation was sure Confronted by the light Saul had expected the confrontation to take place in Damascus, but as he approached the city, he was confronted by a light from heaven that caused him to fall to the ground. Some suggest that the light was possibly a heat stroke. And Saul became lightheaded, and he just fell to the ground. Others suggest that it was lightning. And Saul became dazed and only thought he heard a voice. Some other skeptics said, well, it could have just been an epileptic seizure. Maybe he was just dealing with epilepsy. And Saul was seized by an epileptic fit, and he fell to the ground. I like what Charles Spurgeon said. Remarked that if Saul had epilepsy, he wished all men in London would have epilepsy just like that. (laughs) The truth is, man is... Now, I want you to listen to this. Follow with me on the screen. The truth is this. Man is always trying to explain away the supernatural of God with the natural. Say that again, Pastor. Okay. Man is always trying to explain away the supernatural of God with the natural. We are comfortable explaining heat strokes, lightning. Epilepsy, but there's no nice and neat explanation of the supernatural for it moves us into the realm of faith and man would rather walk by sight than by faith It's hard to walk by faith So we see right here That he was caught on this road. It was a crossroads for him There's a story of the blind man Healed in John 9 is so characteristic of man's dealing with the supernatural Jesus declares himself as the light of the world and in verse 5 says Jesus heals the man who had been behind from birth The man is asked how he received his sight. He answers a man called Jesus The pharisees trust in their traditions of the sabbath and then immediately division arose Then down in verse 16, Jews did not believe he he was born blind. And then Jesus is then declared a sinner. The man is asked again, One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Saul was confronted with nothing less than the light of heaven born among men. In John chapter 1 verse 4 it says this, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then in verse 5 it says, And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. And then in John chapter 3, verses 19 through 20, it says this, And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were and are For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You see, confrontation by the light reveals Jesus. Because Jesus is light. Confronted by Jesus, Saul upon the ground was now face to face with the risen Lord Jesus Notice this, that Jesus twice made it clear that those Saul was persecuting are identified in Christ. That is when Saul was beating up Christians. He was beating up Christ. Friends, this should give you an inkling into the intimacy that Christ shares with his church. I asked the questions of inquire as to who this is that is conversing with him. Jesus identifies him as A. Hey, I am the great I am. I'm Jesus. This is who you're conversing with. His words to Saul reverberated his words to Martha. I am the resurrection and I am the life. In John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus is the great I am of the scriptures and of life. I am Jesus. Look to the person next to you and say, He's Jesus. He's the great I am. People ask, why do you do that, Pastor? I said, well, because I'm driving a point home. I want people to remember what was said. If we don't remember anything about the Damascus Road, you don't even have to worry about that or my good friend Gam. We remember that Jesus is the great I am, right? I will never say that word again. Okay, I will. Gam a little. I still like him better anyhow, but I want you to remember who he is So watch this church when jesus revealed who he was Saul didn't say to him Hey, well hi there i'm saul We need to quit emphasizing who we are and start emphasizing who he is Did you hear what I said? We need to quit emphasizing who we are and start emphasizing who he is. So who is he? We've made him out to be the most anything that fits our traditions, that fits our views, that fits our ideas of what we think he is to be. That Jesus is so far removed from the Jesus of the scriptures that who is he? Who is he? Well, let me tell you who he is. He is the creator. He is the seeker and savior of sinners. He is risen and he is alive. He is the giver of life, eternal and abundant. He is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. He is our righteousness. He is the one who brings unity to his body. He is the head of his church. He is the Son of God. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the great I am. And church, he is coming back. Here Saul was given a wake-up call by Jesus. Here the wake-up call is given through the Holy Spirit. And I do believe Saul had been prodded and urged by several events in his life. Man, I can't help but think of the time of stoning of Stephen. It says that right after that, that after Stephen was stoned, if y'all don't know the story, it says that he lifted up his eyes and up in heaven he saw Jesus sitting at the right hand. Do you know what that truly was? That was a call of surrender. That was truly surrender. He knew he was going to be stoned, killed, beat for proclaiming the way. For proclaiming Jesus Christ. So how are we challenged with this? Well, here's what happened. He died for the cause of Christ. Paul then picked up the torch. Because he said, listen, I used to persecute the church. Now I'm promoting it. What a great thought. What a great moment. When was the last time you promoted your church? When was the last time you promoted the way? When was the last time that you promoted Jesus Christ in your life? Oh, pastor, you don't understand. People don't believe a word I have to say. I wouldn't believe a word you have to say either if that's the attitude that you have. But if you have an attitude and you have a can-do attitude because I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength, then everything you say and do should be reflective of Jesus Christ if he lives and dwells within you. If this is the holy temple of God, the great I am, then you need to start living your life like that. Listen, it doesn't matter how holy you think you are or how holy people think you are. Still proclaim Jesus, Jesus, Jesus because I'm here to tell you that no matter what I've done or what I haven't done, people still persecute me. They put me down. They criticize me they judge me even my own family does that so it just happens It doesn't matter how hard we try but do this You could still brag about the guy that we need to brag about the great I am We're all going to be persecuted but maybe just maybe just maybe Much like Saul God put him down on his knees Maybe sometimes we need to bend a knee And cry out to God so that we can see the grace and love and mercy of God. Because God sees us in those hard moments of life. In those hard times. I know that after the stoning of Stephen is when Paul said, okay, here I am. I'm going to start living my life. I'm going to pick up, and the scripture says that he picked up the torch. So here's Gam, his teacher, had warned him and others to keep away from. Than those men. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gam, a teacher of the law who was honored by all people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Acts chapter 5, verses 38 through 39 says this. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. What a cool reputation. Think about it. Wow, makes my mind explode. Think about this. I could probably preach just a message on this. So we have the boldness of Peter and others in the face of their persecution. All of these and more were things that should have opened Saul's eyes, but like most men, he was fighting the conviction with anger and wrath. He was blinded to the truth playing out before him. It says that in that scripture... If you go against God's man or his children, it says you will only find yourselves fighting against God. I find it so interesting there in that text in Acts. When we surrender, I, I looked at Pastor Chris earlier, earlier and I said, it was just him and I in the office. And I said, I'm going to just be transparent with you. I said, wow, this has been 25 years of nerves. I said, my stomach, I've got butterflies. I don't eat before, you know, and I went and had a pancake. The gluten-free really turned out well. Thank you, Maureen. Appreciate your your recommendation. And uh, I made it so far, praise God. And uh, I did have a little pancake. But, uh, But I will tell you that the nerves never go away. You know what I believe it truly is? I believe it's this. Because if my nerves go away, then I start relying on myself and I stop relying on God You know, I I I think many of us Yeah, there's times that I feel like I could throw up There's times I feel like god. I just want to share your message and then chris said to me he's like well pastor What a what a huge calling and a responsibility that's on your shoulders And if all of you knew just the time and energy that I spend for our church family and prayer And when I see you walk down the aisle during a song and you want to pray, you pray. And if that's all we do and it's all we spend time doing is praying, that's what church is about. Because we're not going to pray in the kitchen. We're not going to get down and weep. And we're not going to have the the hands that are imparted upon us to be able to experience the power of the Holy Ghost. I think we've limited God in so many ways. And when I think of the story of the Damascus Road, I think about sometimes I think we're all caught in between the here and now. And wherever we're going. Because we're all just so busy about being busy. I think that's my own life. You know, I, I, I try real hard that when I'm out cleaning and doing some things in my life, I even try to think, you know, maybe this is my Damascus experience. Maybe I'm supposed to continue to be confronted with my nerves, confronted with things. and And even though... Many of you don't know this either but I'll say get behind me Satan and I'm continually doing that I, I'm I'm grateful for the thorn in the flesh that buffets me that keeps me continuing to say Todd stay humble do what you're supposed to do encourage people I uh I want to be all things to all men and I know that's impossible because we're, we're look at what's going on here here was Saul who was a persecutor of the church and now he's the promoter of the church and We realize that he's now being confronted with his own issues with his own own problems and and the Holy Spirit and Jesus shows up and says listen. Hello. I'm the great I am. And he's reminding him again. And I don't think that was probably the first time. But isn't it amazing that he took a sinner like Saul and he said I see the potential in you. And I know that God sees the potential in all of you. You know, uh. Probably some of the most heartbreaking things for me as a minister, and I'll go back to where I was at when I'm cleaning, is seeing people come and go. But I was listening to a message this week and was talking about letting them go, and I, I kind of brought that up to the men in, in class this morning. You know, you can pour your life into people, you can pour your life into to so many, and, and you want them to stick around and stay, and we won't want to build a church of masses. But we all don't have that responsibility in the calling. I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not Joel Olstein. I'm not Steve Furtick. I am Todd. <laughs> but, you know, I just want each and every one of us to know that we have that responsibility to continue to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I do know that on this road, and I think this is my road, I, I you know, I hate when I get this emotional. You know, oh, yeah, I'm, I can tell you do, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I wrote this down here. Listen, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say just so I can keep my composure. But some of you are continually kicking against the urging and prompting of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be confronted again with who Jesus truly is. We need to have the blindfolds removed from our own eyes and see what it is Jesus wants us to see. I, uh, I know my second point is a road of change. And I'm going to get into this, and then I'm going to share a story with you. I think I'll just wait a few minutes. But it, in Acts chapter 9, you can follow me. This is point number two, a road of change. Acts chapter 9, verses 6 through 9, and then verses 20 through 22 it says, Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand up to Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. And then it goes right into verse 20, and it says, And immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Confrontation is to do one thing bring about change Saul was changed after being confronted by Jesus the son of God and yes it was for the better Now listen to me from threatening to trembling from threatening to trembling With the confrontation of Jesus Christ in his glory, Saul was changed from a man who threatened to a man who trembled. What he had passionately believed was a lie was being proved to be true before his own eyes. He thought he had been zealously serving the Lord, but instead he had been dangerously persecuting him. It doesn't take much thought to wonder why Saul was down on his knees and why his first words were, Who are you, Lord? From leading to being led, the man who came to enter Damascus by force was now being led humbled and blind into the city. I believe there is great significance in the blindness of Saul. Saul, who had been blinded, leading the persecutions against the infant church, was now being led blindly at the mercy of the church. Saul, who had turned a blind eye to the convictions of the Holy Spirit, was now blinded with the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the last image implanted in Saul's mind would have been Jesus Christ. And as he sat in Damascus blinded, he would have had plenty of opportunity to focus on Jesus until Jesus was imprinted on his mind, his heart, and his life. Saw who became Paul Finally Gained a passion For Jesus Very rare today Led into the city by human hands He was Led from the city And the rest of his life by the hands of God His Encounter with Christ turned him from A blind leader to a leading Follower From persecutor To Proclaim her immediately. He preached the Christ the Jesus. He sought to present as false that become the true Messiah. He now proclaimed Everyone was amazed and astonished after all this was the fire-breathing dragon from Jerusalem The skeptics and cynics were always out in full force. Just think about the questions the skeptics were actually asking What's going on with you, man? Jesus What happened to that guy? What happened to you? Jesus. What do you think's got into him? Paul was confronted. He was converted. And he was changed. My last point. A road of challenge. Here we are in Acts 9. He receives his sight. The Holy Spirit comes upon him. Ananias shows up He lays hands on him and now he sees We won't go into the scripture. I just paraphrased it. Thank you, Jay On this road We see not only the confrontation and change in Saul's life, but we also see the challenge presented to another who is in Damascus This person found himself being a part of Saul's Damascus Road experience. And what he faced is not any different from what we actually face today. Because church, listen to me. Write this down. The life of Christ is a challenge. Challenge to greater service. Ananias, when called upon by God, simply said, Here I am, Lord. Use me. How close are we to our God that if he were to call our name out? Would we respond as Ananias responded? He had been serving God, but now he would be challenged to serve God in a greater capacity. Isn't that what God wants of you and I? Greater service to him than that of yesterday. And then he was challenged to see differently. Ananias had been a faithful disciple for a while and no doubt would have been one of the targets of Saul Had he not had the encounter with Jesus On that Damascus road There was every reason for Ananias to make sure he was hearing right in this vision In his vision God challenged him to see Saul not as the enemy But as a brother And sense, the unity God desires in the body of Christ when Ananias walks And walked into the room. Seeing this man who once was so bad. Saul reaches out to him. Touching him. And calling him brother Saul. You see right then and there. The story just started. Ananias became a forgiver. And a reconciler that day. So I want to say this in closing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, it says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Listen, church. God desires reconciliation. He desires reconciliation and healing in the church, the body of Christ. Saul, when touched by Ananias, was healed and filled with the Holy Spirit. His sight was restored. Then he began to see things in a different light. He began to see the light of Christ. See, when we are confronted by Jesus to see him differently, we will see others in the same light. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16. It reads this. Therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him. That's no longer. How might we see one another today? How might we see each other? In the light of Christ. At least I hope. The Damascus road has confronted and challenged us with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Prayerfully, it will change us to see one another as well as those that are lost differently. I was caught between a difficult place in my life. This was a crossroads, if you will. And I think it was probably one of the most difficult times Now listen to me church when I say And the men were just speaking about this Jerry brought it up in class about listening to the Holy Spirit How do we listen? How do we know? Is it, you know, is it this still small voice? Is it something that you hear that you act upon? And once you react, you start to see God do a great work Well, I knew That the difficulty that I was facing in the church Was a difficult Time in my earthly life And yet Many times I would hear God say well You can pastor a church and I would say uh, No He would say you can pastor a church And I'd be like ah, no No I'm very comfortable Being a youth pastor I was very comfortable Being a minister of music I was very comfortable Being in my setting." hear the word comfortable and so when we get too comfortable god shows up doesn't he and then he says things like this up hi hi so i'm jesus surprise because sometimes when we're looking inward it's very difficult to look upward Sometimes when we're looking outward, it's very difficult to look upward And I could still remember this phone call that I got I had uh, resigned from a ministry had left there and uh, I was doing carpets in Ravenna At a construction company and I just remember the phone call and after the phone call. I remembered this And I share this story and I will share it till the day I die because in the moments where life becomes difficult for me In the moments where I want to give up, oh, I know who was there. I know who showed up. And I know what I heard. And I had my face planted down in that carpet. And I was crying and I was giving my life to him. And I said, God, here I am. Just use me. I surrender it all. Just use me. In church, I'm here to tell you, I can't do it today because this was 18 years ago. I have to use it my, my later. but God picked me up off that floor. and He said, "Go and start a church." Now, it wasn't in my quiet place. it wasn't in my prayer room. It was in a place where God pushed me. ...on that Damascus Road... ...to bow my knee... ...to go lower... ...and lower... ...and lower... ...and lower... ...till I was humbled... ...and God said, now you're at a place... ...because you just got to the end of yourself... ...now you can get to the beginning of me. God wants to use you. And I'm here to tell you... ...that when I stood up... ...I felt the pressure underneath my arms... I wasn't the only one in that building. God was with me. He picked me up off the floor. And do you know over the last 18 years, I have watched God do this? Let me demonstrate. Oh, there's a door. Oh, I went to open it and it opened. Oh, there's a door. I went to open it and it opened. Oh, here's another door. I went to open it and it opened. I saw this door, and and God just kept me on this drought. And here we are, 226 Southeast Avenue. And who would have ever thought after 18 years that God just keeps opening up one door after another door? That's the power of God. But let's back it up. The doors were open, so now as I'm going back to the place where it all started, it started on my knees saying, God, here I am. The reason why we're here today Is because Saul was transformed From the persecutor to the preacher And we have the gospel of grace and love and mercy Because we embrace the calling that God has on our life Now listen to me If you don't know Jesus Find out who the Jesus is But I'm here to tell you though. I want you to look around this room I want you to look on the property There's little people out there That are playing on a playground that you provided that god provided because of the necessary means that you all saw fit because you love little people and they're out there do you understand that everything that's done on this property is a miracle ask leslie young she'll tell you because we sat in her kitchen we did a bunch of paperwork we did a lot of things we've gone through a lot from From Broad Boulevard to Grant Street to Riverside Drive to Southeast Avenue, all through the journey, we've seen the power and the hand of God. You cannot make up the stories that God has done for us. You are a part of a church where Jesus is a part of. I mean, that is a huge, huge blessing. That's what's kept me going. So I have to do this. If God be for me, who shall be against me? And when the devil keeps doing that, you know, guess what? You know you're a pizza. I'm like, really? That's okay. If God's for me, who, it doesn't matter who's against me. If God's for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. And every time you hear that, you need to say the same thing. If God's for me, it doesn't matter who's against me, so look around. And you know how God's used you. You know what God's done in your life. Embrace His voice. Embrace His calling. Listen to Him. Cry out to Him. And on your Damascus road, there's hope. If you've gone through some type of hurt, habit, or hang-up, if you've gone through any type of addiction, I want you to know that there's freedom in it. And you know it because you proclaim it. You didn't do it on your, by yourself or through yourself. You did it through the power of Jesus Christ. It wasn't from any type of higher power. You did it. You have deliverance from it because of Jesus Christ That's what gives us freedom You'll have freedom in every way If you'll just say, wait a minute God, remove, remove, remove All of the scales All of the sin from my life Quit making your focus others Don't look outward Look upward And you'll find and feel and sense The mighty power of God Isn't it great to brag about Him? God is good, let's just give Him a praise (laughs) Hallelujah Let's rise to our feet. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you, and we just thank you that today, you are the great I am. You are I am Jesus. You are Yahweh. You are Jehovah. Thank you, Father, for showing me, even in my own personal walk in life, how that you show up in the most difficult times. It doesn't matter what man will do to us. We know that that's going to happen Persecution is going to happen. Satan hates us The greater is he that is in me than he that's in this wicked world So god we surrender our hearts to you. We surrender our lives. We give you everything god. This is All for you father. Thank you that we get to proclaim your goodness your grace your provision Father, thank you that we're on holy ground. It's not because of Todd. It's because of God. God, you've provided. And I pray, God, a special prayer of of anointing upon this service that this church will go on long after I'm dead and gone. And it doesn't matter if they ever remember who I am or what has happened because some will never know what Riverside Drive looked like or Broad Boulevard. But, Father, I know why we are here because... You on that day You called a man And you lifted the scales And I said here I am Lord." Father thank you so much For taking even Saul The persecutor of the church And delivering him To become the proclaimer The preacher Of the way Of the life of Jesus Christ. God we love you. Thank you so much for your word today. Father thank you for your spirit among us. Father thank you for your people. Thank you for your church. Thank you that even back in the infancy of the church. That Paul. Continued to proclaim the gospel of the good news. Thank you Jesus for your son. Thank you father for your son Jesus. Who came. Who died and who rose for us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together. This altar calls for you. And maybe you've been battling surrendering in your own life. Would you surrender all to Jesus, all to him? I freely give. Come to the altar. And if the Lord has spoke to you, don't do what I've done. Don't keep journeying. Get on your knees.